0: Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to yet another episode of the Bald and Bonkers Show. On Saturdays and Sundays, check every inch of the web to find the latest episodes. The boys are everywhere, and no matter what anyone may try, they are here to stay. If the name hasn't warned you yet, then consider this as your viewer discretion advised. No one can restrain these two idiots, so here they come unleashed upon the world, only to become as insane as reality itself. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Dakota France, and I am the specialist of the Strange and CEO of the Baldwin Bonkers Network. Chris is taking tonight off. Truth be told, while we have started doing a pre-recorded format, it does allow us to take a little bit more liberties in adjusting our schedules as needed, so that way we still fit the exact time frames that you all have gotten used to. Or at least close to it because (coughs) let's say one thing Chris and I didn't really think about when uh, we started this gig was uh, the roughly two week time difference between the US and the UK when it comes to when Daylight Savings kicks in. Plus tonight I... Really wanted to attend a webinar that was hosted by Elena Dinan because she had mentioned that she had information that per- may have pertained to my story. For those of you who have been curious ever since that interview, I'm actually going to put together a special video presentation just to kind of go into what I know about my situation and how I'm understanding things. Elena has truly been a big help in at least pointing me in the right direction when it comes to these types of things, so that's why I sing her praises all the time. You know, Chris seems to have an obsession we with trying to say I have a thing for Elena, which perhaps if the situation was a little different, you know, a little bit more age of her for Rhea. Nothing. not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, she wouldn't be the type I would say no to. I would be open to the idea. But that's not what this show is about. Chris also showed a lot of discomfort in when I said I wanted to try to bring up a show like this. Try to get into more serious natured commentary. This is a topic that... Gets mentioned a lot in conspiracy circles, especially with everything that's going on in 2020, in the 2020s in general. But I feel that this is a topic that really gets undermined when everybody starts getting into the obsessive, oh, Oh, this is a conspiracy, oh, it works like this, deep state, blah, 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 blah. Everybody gets so caught up in the excitement. And while it is quickly proving that a lot of these claims are true, or at least have some truth to them, there's still some very serious matters that are getting ignored and some individuals who have become so devoted to their preconceived notions of how these things work, they completely ostracize any genuine victims that come forward. Then you also, unfortunately, have individuals who may have experienced some truly negative things with beyond a reasonable doubt, that something did happen to them. They take advantage of the victim status in order to fulfill the need for attention that they were lacked. They were lacked thereof during whatever situation may have come forward. And this is actually a topic that may get be targeted by some very Nefarious individuals. Even quicker than the UFO situation. And what am I talking about? Well, tonight, I kind of want to go into child trafficking claims. Because as a lot of people pointed out, isn't it awfully funny that these UFOs these quote unquote UFOs getting shot down were these events are taking place right about the time the Epstein client list was supposed to be released to the public. Convenient coincidence? Yep, maybe. But considering the individuals that have already been named in that particular case, yeah, that there would be plenty of reason and resources for them to try to stir up some sort of controversy to get the public's mind off of it, to protect their image, escape the confusion. So the topic I want to go into is child trafficking, because it's not just deep state operations. It's not just interplanetary slave trafficking or even meat consumption, because that is a thing. I want to bring attention to the genuine victims. the more everyday circumstantial victims that get ignored by religious corporations, by their own families. The level of sophistication that these truly sadistic perverts go to in order to Cash in on innocent lives. There's a couple things that made me want to bring this up because as the CEO of Baldwin Markers, I don't want to just focus on, you know, the supernatural, the weird. You know, Chris and I, we like to allow ourselves to bring a little humor into the situation because, well when it comes to opening yourself up about just kind of supernatural topics that helps level the playing field It helps bring a sense of eq- true equality to everyone so people are more comfortable in coming forward. You can't exactly do that with sexual crimes, with child trafficking, with domestic abuse. But at the same time, we can't ignore that these things are happening. We can't ignore it. I've said several times before on the show that if you're getting involved with the paranormal, chances are something's happened to you. For whatever reason... Even if you just had a generic interest in the possibility, maybe you didn't necessarily believe in it, but you were interested to see what was the cause behind several of these claims of, you know, the dead still sticking around or ETs coming from the sky. Because let's say there have been cases where, victims of sexual assault may have accidentally it's how do I put this in order to truly understand and quantify the endless amount of possibilities that come to this is the is the simple matter of you would have to find some truly sick sons of bitches willing to completely ignore all moral and ethical restrictions to be able to quantify these types of things to the understanding of the scientific method. And that extends to anything under the supernatural umbrella as well. Let's talk into some typical examples you may run into these days. Before we go into the alien gray situation. Because yes, there are cases where it is widely believed that that concepts of alien abduction were psychological maskings to protect someone from a truly traumatic event. Usually when something like that comes together, they have, would have had to have already some sort of preconceived notion of that taking place. Because even the most intelligent minds here on earth, when we're faced with something that is completely unknown to us, we that we don't know what's going on or how to necessarily process it. Our brains are going to look for patterns that are familiar to us, try to draw similarities. So we can maybe predict how certain things will play out. This is well known within psychology. Our brains are pattern-seeking machines. Because if we learn to spot certain patterns, it becomes a survival mechanism. But let's go into some of the situations we may fall into nowadays. Let's take those... uh, videos you see of, uh, I can't remember his name, but, and you may be familiar, it's kind of like to catch a predator, but there's an individual on social media who reaches out to parents of preteens and teenagers, you know, you, I've seen it from like ages 7 to like 16 even, If I remember correctly, they reach out to the parents of these children to set up fake profiles to see if the kids will take the bait. Now, naturally, just to keep up appearances with how serious of an issue this is, damn near every single kid. In fact, I can't recall a single video that I've seen pop across my social media Pages where a kid didn't fall for it, every single kid fell for the trap. Now, thankfully, like I said, the parents were in on the whole ordeal and were there to confront the situation before it got bad, before that kid potentially put themselves in a situation where they may have not been able to walk away from it. There's a lot of that that goes on. There is a charity organization known as Thorn, which develops software utilized by several tech companies, and they're even outsourced by the FBI to go on raids to save children who are being exploited with child pornography. If you look into some of the circumstances of the JonBenet Ramsey case, John Bonnet's father was connected was pointed to in a series of uh, psychological examinations from a woman who uh, claimed that was her uncle Johnny who would sexually assault her film it put a rope around her neck and choke the child in order to simulate an orgasm for the tape and collect money. As extreme as that sounds and let's, let's face it, no one wants to think of that. They don't want to think of a child having to go through that. They don't want to think that their next door neighbor could be capable of that. But isn't the statistic that at least one in three, almost half of women report some sort of sexual assault in their lifetime? And this is just... And those numbers are just coming from the people who actually came forward. Going to the John Benet Ramsey, Ramsey case, the woman who named John Benet's father as her sexual abuser and a producer of child pornography, the police departments didn't listen to the woman. They took the fact that she was undergoing psychological evaluations as, this is just some crazy lady looking for attention. And I can speak from personal experience that abusive families may try to gaslight their victims into needing therapy with the hope of a therapist prescribing some form of sedatives to induce compliance into their victims. There's young children who convince themselves that their mommies and daddies touching them is completely normal and is safer than going out and experiencing something with someone their own age. Let's also take... An example and this is something unfortunately I wish was not the case but a number of my own family members have had to deal with the repercussions of such actions the number of young girls who are convinced that their sole purpose in life is to get married, get pregnant Which, honestly, ladies, if you, and and one of the things that breaks my heart when they're confronted with these types of situations is that they say, well, that's the only way people will pay attention to me. First off, if you have to exploit yourself like that in order to get attention, you're not hanging around the right people. When you truly go to develop your own, truly develop your own life path, what you truly want to do in life, the voyage is going to get lonely, but eventually the right people come. And that is a notion that these sick fucks often take advantage of. Say a young girl gets into a fight, runs away from home. Bats her eyelashes at the first guy that looks her way. Next thing you know, that guy is being charged with uh, endangerment to a child because he transported her across state lines with the intents of getting sexually active with her. These young girls who say they want that attention, but don't realize the repercussions. Then the second that they start getting that uneasy feeling that maybe I'm about to get myself into something that I probably shouldn't be, that's when the death threats come out. A few weeks back, there was a report that came out. About a gentleman who faked being a psychic in order to convince an 11-year-old girl to have sex with him. Fucking disgusting. And how he did this was creating a fake phone number. How he had access to the little girl was that she was his daughter's friend. So they had phone numbers. And of course the girl's parents didn't think much of it because, oh, that's just Susie's friend's dad. Okay, He's okay. He created a fake phone number posing as a psychic, telling this young girl that unless she had sex with this man, harm would come to her family. And he posed that told this girl that he received the exact same message. So he took her out to his car and had his way with her. Afterwards, he would get pull up this fake number and text the young girl saying, Oh, this gentleman no doesn't remember it. You guys are safe now This happened on I think the report said at least three or four occasions. Let's go with individuals who clearly have some sort of self-image issues that scope out teenage girls who are looking to prove to their parents that they are not needed. These 20-something-year-olds who scope through dating websites, scope through Snapchat, Instagram, hitting up these young girls. A couple years back, there was an incident where a young lady who was just trying to get off work from her shift at McDonald's managed to call her mother and tell her that she was in a car with a man had a gun pointed to her and was being taken across the state line to, down to Utah the man was heavily intoxicated when this occurred so eventually he passed out was not paying was not able to pay attention so this is how the girl was a, actually managed to be able to call for help they managed to intercept the girl before anything truly happened to her before any actual physical harm came to her. Searched the car and in the trunk found a McDonald's bag full of condoms. Let's go to these other teenage punk asses Who isolate a girl from her family, who know damn well that there's a situation at home where the girl is trying to get away from her family. Then start tag teaming her her with his friends. It does not take much to lose someone. Especially in the age of technology. Look what happened with Amanda Barry. There were children born, conceived with, conceived by the man who took the, those women and later killed. Individuals with true resources, whenever this happens, Yes, they give the ladies medical attention. But more often than not, the children are brought up and conditioned to accept sexual assault as a regular thing. Those with within Thorn have often told stories that the most horrifying things they've ever watched is the fact that The children being targeted in these videos are so used to the abuse. They acted as if it was nothing more than playtime. These sick fucks are out there. And right now, perhaps more than ever... Something needs to be done. Because these kids are scared. They don't know what's going to happen to them as they go to enter the adult world. There's so much insecurity behind them because... Teachers have stopped caring. Parents through, and oftentimes through no fault of their own, don't pay attention to their kids. We have separated couples who both move on to new partners in life, but then because... Then the new partners start taking a power stance, thinking that they can do whatever they want with the kid and nothing will be done. Parents with narcissistic tendencies, so desperate to have that connection, that they're willing to accept absolute torment. Self destructive habits that once again truly fucked up individuals take advantage of. And it does not take some sophisticated deep underground networks young ladies who are often targeted by so-called social justice warriors and conspiracy nuts for speaking out about their abuse. Why? It's because the fact that their abusers were the people selling them where their own parents did not sit right. I believe it was Wayfair, that furniture company, that underwent a controversy not too long ago because people were claiming that kids were being found inside the furniture, that it was being used to transport trafficked children. Indigenous groups are often being targeted as well. This is not new. People of color, indigenous tribes, their women are being abducted as well. Someone once asked me, why is it that It seems alien abductions only occur to people of low status. Now granted, earlier in the conversation, they also admitted that they don't really know a whole lot about the UFO phenomenon. But you they also ignore that a serial killer's first targets are going to be people that will not be easily missed. The homeless, prostitutes, they're often targeted first by serial killers. So there's negative entities out there that are behind these mysterious disappearances, these missing 411s that Chris honestly goes on about like a broken record sometimes. That's going to be who they go after. Maybe there will be a little bit of media attention, but eventually it will fade into obscurity with the next big event. And it doesn't even have to be some sort of controversy or celebrity news. It could just be something dumb like the upcoming Super Bowl. Or upcoming holiday celebrations. The attention span of the average person is shrinking. That's why the hour-long formats for this podcast may not actually do very well. I watched the statistics. I know some of y'all ain't watching all the way through. But in those moments, we don't pay attention. Innocent children are being taken. Another case that I wanted to bring up that well full-on full inspired, and as I brought up some of my notes, I see that there's been further updates, is the uh, case of Madeline McCann. We don't know who that is. That was a young girl who, at the age of three years old, she disappeared while on vacation with her family in Portugal. I find it funny that as I mention that name, my signal starts acting up. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. But anyway. The case is receiving a lot of attention because there is a Polish woman by the name of Julia Faustina who claims... Anyone else hearing that buzzing? It's kind of an electrical... I'm concerned because I'm supposed to be home alone right now. Anyway. Miss Faustina, as I was saying before the weird noises interrupted me, believes that she may actually be Madeline. Now, there's a number of photos she posts where she compares herself and she does. What the fuck is that noise? Where she compares herself, and notably, she does have a lot of very similar physical characteristics to Madeline. Especially as she does look a lot like how Madeline might look today. Now, a private investigator has been brought in on Madeline's case because the parents of Madeline have okayed to getting a DNA test to see if Julia is Madeline. At the time this episode comes out to the rest of our platforms, it'll probably be another week before those results come through. Maybe with, depending on the lab's load, being that it's such a high-profile incident right now, maybe it'll get a rush order, but that's usually not encouraged because rush orders often decrease the accuracy of the test results. So being that this is the case, what's the circumstances? It's like, well, there's a known sex offender that Madeline was being stalked by that Julia claims that she was also a victim of. There's also a number of inconsistencies that Julia claims her family won't go into details about you know, early childhood, things like that. Anytime she goes to ask questions, the parents brush it off. The parents, Ms. Faustina's parents, the ones she thought were mom and dad, are claiming this young girl has mental issues and isn't fabricating the entire thing, which may be a case. We won't know until the test results come through. But let's play a what-if scenario. There are child trafficking rings that cater to individuals who want to adopt a child, but maybe they got denied or something along those lines. Being that DNA tests are becoming more and more accessible these days, we'll probably hear a lot more stories like this coming forward. I mean, let's face it, the number of parents that lie about, lie to their children about who the children's ancestry is or who their relatives are, the better those tests are going to be. But here's an article by the New York Post that I'm going to go post in the chat and bring up on the screen briefly so you can check it out for yourself. One of the things that has a lot of people convinced that Julia may actually, in fact, be Madeline is the fact that she has a similar mark in her right eye that Madeline had. It's nothing fatal. But nevertheless, it is awfully convincing. But you also have to remember, they do say that everybody who is alive on Earth has at least seven lookalikes running around. Going back to the trafficking example, if this is, in fact, a case where Bostinas, I believe that's how it's pronounced, actually did retrieve Madeline. Chances are there's going to be individuals within government positions that are going to need to be mo- investigated if possible at all. The particular pedophile that's been named in Julia's case, German authorities do not have enough evidence to convict. And usually with these networks, they have people on the inside. There's doctors, police officers, government agents, More often than not, when you're in certain professions, you may notice that cliques tend to develop, even going as far as secret societies, that corrupt individuals manipulate and twist for their own benefit. The price of a child is high. There's so many people who are easily influenced by financial gain that it's hard to tell there's even been government experimentation where be, let's face it mk ultra they abducted low visibility targets orphan children were often sold into the black market And let's face it, there's some people out there who are so desperate to be parents they're willing to try almost anything. And if it's a black market abdu- abduction scenario, they may they may convince themselves that they're actually trying to save that they're actually saving the child by moving forward. And it's a, a case that... I don't know. It's hard to really wrap your mind around this. I'm looking through some of my notes here. There's a case out of China where... A baby girl was put up for sale with the asking price of 90,000 yuan, which is roughly 12,700 U.S. dollars. Some cases, there's been children who were sold off for even less than that. Impoverished countries with truly desperate economic situations can also be found as targets. There are individuals who target young girls by promising the family's fame and fortune if they let them take the children, never to be seen again. It truly makes you wonder the lengths some people may actually go through in order to fulfill some sort of image of a happy family. With the initiative to try to bring in more serious topics to the Bald and Bonkers discussion, because, like I've tried to explain to some of you, there's no real set storyline to the episodes. We just bring up random topics that we feel like should be discussed or in some cases try to be relevant to current events. I have asked several agencies to come forward to discuss their work as well as go into some of the details about things they personally experienced. Deep cover Operatives within Department of Justice, the FBI. More often than not, they tr- agents who are asked to go deep undercover do try to save as many children as they can. But even then, it's never feels like it's enough. Bringing awareness to the topic, yeah, they may do one thing, but If we don't change how we move forward. Change our desperation to feel love. To feel secure in ourselves. We're only doomed to repeat these patterns. No matter what happens in the next few years. I mean hell. How many cases is it going to take of uh, the paranormal field, which is already on very thin lines due to some petty bullshit? How many cases have to come forward before somebody finally steps in to try to regulate the situation because of the number of individuals who try to take advantage of the near religious devotion and... childlike native approach to what's actually going on you take advantage of these things to completely violate innocent people when are we going to have the actual self-respect to step forward and say enough is enough We're often taught that we should you know, mind our own business, not jump in. Because it may have bad repercussions. I mean, hell. I had to call in some of my own family members because someone, one of my younger relatives came forward saying that they were being abused. And the next thing I knew, I was banned from ever coming to that house again. And conveniently, That particular area where that relative was living at, where they still live at, is well known for several Amber Alerts. Damn near every other Amber Alert of a missing or runaway child comes from that area. Now I know why. As far as religious corporations, there's been individuals who try to say, let's take the accusations of sexual assault within the Mormon church, just as an example. There's a number of devoted individuals who try to maintain a good image, and like I said, I can't blame them. No one wants to think that their next-door neighbors or people they go to church with are capable of such atrocities, that the church would... kick them out, if ever something like that were to come forward. They're also trying to make these claims against individuals who were targeted, who were trafficked, who were exploited, abused, and ignored because of it. Who were actively suppressed. Yes, these things do happen, and any form of denial that they don't is only a contribution to a, a very serious problem that Elena speaking, which just brought a number to me Elena says that there's like 70 to 100 million missing people who were likely abducted by extraterrestrials. A number you've heard me toss around a couple of times is the number of active secure, the speculated number of active serial killers within the United States at any given time being 50. It is widely believed that these numbers are very low estimates. Because like I said, these estimates are coming from the cases we know about. The world isn't becoming a darker place. yet it may seem a bit more chaotic. But is it truly becoming more chaotic? Or are we just becoming more aware? Let me know your thoughts on this. And I will end that episode here. Kind of a short one, but what do you expect when I don't have some goofy Scott constantly interrupting me and completely diverting my attention to other places that I don't, without letting me actually finish my thought. Love you, Chris, but just saying, bro. Anyway, Chris should be back on tomorrow night. Much love. Stay safe. Check all the links in the description for more information and and more info on how to find bald and bonkers for later projects. We're going to have some announcements coming very soon that many of you will be able to jump in on. So, see you next time.